Hi everyone, I'm Lacey Smith, your host of the Learning and Earning podcast. And for this week's episode, we decided to discuss interview do's and don'ts with two very special guests, Kel McGee and Emily Fredknocker. And they both come on to discuss their own personal experiences, as well as tips and tricks for the interview process. So let's go ahead and get right into the episode. Okay, everyone. So now I am here with Kel. And Kel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, well, I'm Kel McGee. Uh, I am currently a senior here at IPY. Um, I'm majoring in forensic science and biology. Um, I currently work as an orientation coordinator for the Orientation Office of Initiatives. Um, and as well as I'm a resident assistant in RA um, here in Riverwalk, so which is really, really great. Um, a lot of times in my free time, I'm in an organization called NRHH, which is National Hall, National Residence Hall Honorary, um, which really focuses on recognition um, and hosting different events for people on campus saying thank you for all of the things that you do, um, whether it's maintenance, housing, or even just like the upper staff of like the directors and um, coordinators and things for housing, um, and also do volunteer service for IUPUI and some of like the community of Indianapolis. Um, other than that, I'm like watching Netflix <laughs> when I'm not <laughs> studying for like everything and going back to back for meetings and everything. Me, I felt that even, I feel like a lot of the times I'll be busy, but I always find time to sneak in Netflix. You just have there's to. You have to, there's always time. Okay, so now I am here with Emily Brettnocker. And Emily, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, um, so as Lacey said, my name's Emily Brettnocker, and I'm a sophomore here at IUPUI, double majoring in sociology and communication studies. Uh, and I'm the career services intern here at the Office of Student Employment. So basically that means I get to work with students, which I, I think is pretty awesome. Uh, so they come in during drop-ins or appointments and we talk about building resumes or cover letters uh, and part-time job search strategies sometimes. Uh, so that's just a little bit about me. It definitely sounds like you're busy and have a lot on your plate. Slightly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. But um, so with that, I feel like you've probably definitely experienced a couple different interviews and had to go through the interview process a lot. So I'm curious about your job now. How was the interview process for that? Um, so for the RA process, um, for starters, that one was definitely, you know, tell you about, like your skills, some of the experiences that you've had. Um, a lot of it didn't need to come from um, something I've done before, which, you know, a lot of different jobs do, like, have you had experience, which is really great. Um, but what was also slightly different about kind of that in normal-ish interviews, um, depending on what you're going into, was the fact of the um, cultural, cultural competence component that they have within the interview, mm -hmm. and just seeing that, how does your mind work? Are you open into learning a different things about diversity wherever you are on the spectrum maybe you don't know anything haven't had um, hard conversations or things like that or haven't really reflected on yourself and what's happening in the world you cannot have any of that and have a lot of it um and so that kind of like threw it off for me i was like oh yeah. wow like okay they have like this other kind of component but being with like an orientation coordinator that one was like tell us about 
your skills, what can you bring to the team? What makes you so much different than everybody else? Um, it was very much like I had to have some experience with um, those kind of skills before going in because it's just not going to open up and hire yeah. anyone. And so that I really had to like articulate things I've done um, even like before because I was like also a freshman, like first year seminar mentor. And so it's like I've done this before. I know what it's like being in the classrooms. I've seen the program, like do the research. Like I know here's what the strengths I need to do well in this job. And it was just like a little more extensive to kind of get there. So this position is a little different um, when, when we talk about like interviewing. Uh, so actually the office had made this position for me um, because I was with them my freshman year. So 2019 to 2020, um, in the fall of 2019, I applied for a programs assistant position with the office. And that interview process pretty much was like any other interview process on campus. Um, so I was asked for a half hour interview. Um, at the time it was in person because coronavirus did not exist. Uh, so I went in in my professional dress and I checked in at the front desk uh, and then I met with Lauren DeHaan who is the assistant director of our office and we just kind of chatted for a half hour because um, that's kind of what interviews are they're like a, a conversation um, and then after that um, I was hired to the job um, and I ended up staying with the office as an intern uh, mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of how that went my, my situation is a little different after your interview, um, how would you say that was? Was there, did you call back? Did you send an email? Um, was there anything that happened after the interview before they contacted you? That's always the most nerve wracking part. It's like waiting, but I think a lot of times you just gotta go in there, do the interview, do the best you can, give yourself 10 minutes in the car or however long afterwards. If you gotta cry, cry. If you get excited and cheer and cheer, and then after that, like probably the best thing, forget about it, you know, send that follow-up email. Mm -hmm. <laughs> after. Yes. after the interview, uh, I lived in University Tower at the time, which the office is located in University Tower. Uh, so I, I remember running up the stairs because I lived on the third floor and I, I was like, I'm only taking the stairs. Uh, mm -hmm. So I ran up and I, I went to my room and I immediately got out my computer and I started drafting a thank you letter uh, to Lauren, thanking her for the interview. Cause that is common practice. It is a nice courtesy to do um, for the interviewer, just kind of writing, um, you know, thank you for taking the time to have this interview with me. I thoroughly enjoyed discussing this opportunity. Um, and then maybe just adding a little sentence here saying, you know, I believe that my experience in blank will be extremely beneficial to this position. Um, but after the interview, that's what I did. Um, I ran up, I made the thank you email and I sent it. Um, and then I called my mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, you have to call your mom after stuff like that. I, that's always what I do too. So I understand. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's definitely a good idea because it's honestly the little things like that that will set you apart from other people. I think that when you're up against other individuals for a certain position, doing something like that, even though it's seemingly small, it makes a big difference in the long run. Yeah, and it's always important to remember if you're applying for multiple positions and you've, you've participated in multiple interviews, 
um, to tailor those thank you letters to each interviewer. Uh, don't do the same cookie cutter uh, email to each of them because mm -hmm. I, I mean, it does kind of, it ruins your edge a little bit if you just kind of send them a bland um, thank you letter. You want them to kind of feel special in that sense. Like, oh, this candidate really did appreciate, um, you know, having this opportunity to speak with me. Speaking of preparation, what's your biggest tip for preparing for an interview? <sighs> um, drink lots of water. I don't know if you're like me, but after speaking for a while, I, I quickly get parched. Um, so drink water that way you're, you're not focused on, oh my God, my mouth is so dry. Um, yeah. Drink water and just kind of prepare your answers beforehand. Usually I like to, you know, sit and think, okay, I'll practice my elevator pitch. Like my name is Emily Brettnocker. I'm a sophomore studying da 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 da. I currently am the career services intern and I'm pursuing this. Um, and then kind of preparing yourself uh, for those questions that you want to ask the interviewer. Um, that's a really important part of the interview that I think a lot of students kind of forget. Um, yeah. But employers want you to ask them questions. Um, and sometimes they'll make that kind of known. They'll be like, at the end, there will be time for questions. Um, but I've had some instances where they kind of see if, if you have questions um, because they want to see if you'll, you'll take that extra step. Yeah. Um, so make sure you have those prepared um, before the interview. Yeah, that's awesome that you mentioned that because that was my next question is, do you have any questions that you like to ask that you feel like could be a good recommendation to other students? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, I think the biggest thing that you should do first would be looking at the job description and seeing what questions you have. Um, so a common thing that some employers, especially for IEPUI, uh, they'll put in their job description, opportunity for special projects. And I think it's a really good question to kind of ask and be like, so what are the sort of projects that employees have done in the past in this position? Uh, and that also gives you kind of a, a better sense of what that employer means by that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes employers will be honest and they'll say, you know, we let students guide that. So if they see a need for something, we let them kind of take that on. Um, other times they're like, yeah, we kind of have this list going on um, and we see what you're good at and kind of apply it to you there. Um, another question, if there's like logistical details, um, so maybe the job might require training and the employer hadn't mentioned that in the interview, you can always ask, be like, hey, I noticed that this position might require a training period. How long do you think that will be? Um, but just kind of asking those intuitive questions. Just in general, are there any tips that you have to kind of set yourself apart from other people in an in interview process? Um, one thing I really relied on is my personality when it comes when I was a coordinator and RA, my personality and how I was able to use that and my skills to succeed in whatever position I was doing beforehand. I was talking about the things that I've done. Um, how did I use those skills? But also, how did I bring me into it? Because, you know, like people also don't want like a robot. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you can complete these tasks, but like at the same time, they're working with you as the person. So yes, you're selling them your skills. And it's like, I am qualified, but also you can have all the qualifications in the world, check every single box, but also they're going to look at you and be like, 
can I work with this person sitting right next to me like every single day? Um, and I think that's the kind of the mindset that you have to go in. Um, and everyone's unique in their personality. And I think that's just one of my strong suits. So that's where like I go in, especially like explaining myself. Like I'm a, I'm a Zodiac person. I love astrology. Like that's what it is. And so like, I always bring up strengths and weaknesses. I'll mention those <laughs> things. Um, I'll bring it up. I'll tie it into like any interview, like even any interview, even talking in conversation like we are right now. Yeah. I'll tie it into <laughs> it and talk about it. Um, and sometimes it's the easiest thing you can do if you don't know what to say about yourself or makes you unique. Bring in your zodiac. I like even saw this thing talking about talk uh, about your what is it? Your Harry Potter house. And it was like you don't know what to say to describe yourself. Did mention your Harry Potter house. Mention your zodiac. Like that's a great start. And then just bring in your skills within there um, and your experiences and tie it all in all together to like help you kick off because those are hard questions. Like, tell me about yourself. Like, that's a hard question. With interviews, there can be a lot of nerves. You can get anxious or um, not know what to say during the interview. So, was there ever a question that you feel like you messed up during an interview? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I think we, we get it into our heads that we have to be perfect for them. We have to put on this show of perfection. Uh, and that simply isn't true, I think. Um, I, I've been on the side of the interviewer. Um, it's been a couple years since I've been the interviewer. Uh, but I remember, you know, talking to people and it, it's really just about finding out who you are as a person. Uh, so there are going to be those moments where you mess up on a question or you stumble over your words uh, or you, you take that time and you're like, oh, just give me a moment to gather my thoughts, um, which are all completely natural. Mm -hmm. um, but there was, I did have an interview, I think like two weeks ago, and they had asked a question and, and my nerves were a little high at the time. And I had said something and I was, I was thinking to myself at the time, I was like, I probably could have said that differently. Um, but it's important to just kind of move on with the interview, um, and just kind of give it all you can, um, after that. So as long, I think as long as you do your best, um, and you show your best self, uh, that's all you can really hope for. Yeah, exactly. Plus it's, I think it's important not to focus too much on it because then that's going to affect the rest of the interview and they'll be able to pick up on that. So you got to just kind of let it go, especially because at the end of the day, as long as you do okay in the rest of the interview, that little tiff won't matter as much. But um, speaking of messing up a question yourself, have you ever been asked a weird question in an interview? Yes. And... <clears throat> The most recent one I can think of that comes to my head, um, it wasn't like a high stakes interview or anything, but it was a mock interview that I had to do um, for my capstone. And this is a technical interview. So those are slightly different from normal interviews because they ask you like a lot of concept questions about the job, um, especially like in science and STEM. It's like, do you know this thing? And so the hardest thing was he asked me, what is forensic science? We are a class of forensic science students. He is the head of the DNA unit for the state police department. And he's like, what's forensic science? I'm like, I don't, 
and sometimes it's still simple questions that you don't expect people mm-hmm. to ask you besides to tell me about yourself, which everyone knows is coming, but we're still kind of caught off guard <laughs> by it. Exactly. Um, it's still simple ones that you expect, like if someone was marketing, it's like, so what is marketing? Uh, you know, I know, like, this is what I'm here for. Like, of course we know, but you have to put it in terms for yourself to define what it is to show your passion, passion for it. Um, I feel like those are the questions that throws you off because you're ready for the, um, like, explain um, your skills in this way or your experience. What exactly did you do? Because you have to do that and it's kind of on your resume. And so you can kind of pull back from that a little bit. Um, but it's still simple questions. It's just like, what does a, another one um, that was in my or coordinator interview was like, what does a healthy work environment look like to you? Um, so I don't, everyone getting along like what, like what do you mean um, I'm ready for the more complicated questions and sometimes we just forget about those simple ones and those exactly. ones that throw me off yeah because I feel like when I prepare for an interview I always think about the questions where there's like situational where it's like what would you do and then there's behavioral which is describe a time when I feel like I always prepare for those so then when they ask me a really simple question or whatever it might be, it just throws me off completely. And then I'm kind of stuck and like, uh, <laughs> uh what? Uh, so definitely there's, there's some weird questions out there that they can ask you. Um, I remember being on the back end of that. Um, once I was voted onto the committee, um, and like thinking up questions and being like, let's ask them what shape they want to be. Um, because you want to see what people do on the spot. You want to yeah. see that improvis- improvisation because you really do get to see, you know, who people are when they're on the spot and they have to answer those weird one-off questions. Yeah. Um, so that is, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like I need to prepare in the future for questions like that because I've never been asked one, but I've come by so many people who have. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it is important to remember as well that uh, most employers will tailor their interview questions based on what you put on your resume or a cover letter. Um, So like that interview I talked about that I had like two weeks ago, um, they had asked questions that I could tell they had looked at my resume, they looked at my cover letter, um, and they wanted to know more about that experience. So you can prepare for those questions. Um, especially if you intentionally put it on those documents, Mm -hmm. Um, you can, you know, stare at your webcam or you can stare in the mirror and be like, you know, this is what this experience was and this is what I did and um, this was the end result. So you can prepare for those, but the one-off ones are a little harder to to prepare yourself for. Um, You do not want to ask anything that you can find in the job description though. Um, So if you ask something and they're like, and they respond, well, you can find that in the job description you probably didn't ask the right question. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely important to pay attention to stuff like that because while you want to ask something that's really important to the job, you want to make sure that it's not something that you should already know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would say that's a big um, interview don't. Yes, that is an interview don't. Yeah, do you have any other interview don'ts? Oh, wow. Um, 
I have a couple because like I said I, I was an interviewer for my junior and senior year of high school for the, the state board I mentioned beforehand because uh, again there was this big process and you had to go through an interview and I there the biggest thing is fidgeting I think I know we're now on zoom and so you can't really see if I'm tapping my foot or if my hands are shaking um, but in an in-person interview, those things really tip off an employer or the interviewer. Uh, there was one case where I was interviewing a student. Um, we did it in groups. Um, so there were like four other interviewers with me. And this student was sitting in a desk because these interviews would take place out of school. And he was bouncing his foot. Um, quite a bit and it, it was a little distracting um, so you know I would ask this question and then he would be talking um, but I wouldn't be concentrated on his answer because he was bouncing his foot so much mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden he started taking off his shoe um, with his foot <laughs> uh, I don't know if he did it kind of unconsciously uh, but he was he was so nervous he just couldn't stop messing with his feet and and things like that really throw an interviewer off. I mean, I can't, I can't even remember what the answer was um, uh, because I was so distracted. Uh, so that would be a big interview don't. Um, do not fiddle that much to where the interviewer's distracted um, by what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I think it also shows your nerves. So then they're kind of like, mm, I don't know how to feel. Um, confidence, I would say, is is a big thing for interviews. And I know um, some people have, have trouble with that, but I think, you know, wearing clothes that make you feel good, you know, pulling out that blazer that makes you feel like, you know, a superstar or pulling out that pair of pants that you're like, yes, I look good in those. <laughs> um, and just kind of taking the time to really build that confidence in yourself. Uh, again, so that way you can present your best self. Exactly. I think one of the things I've heard a lot in life is kind of fake it till you make it. It really can work. Yes. If you keep just faking that confidence, it will work. And like you said, putting on something that makes you feel good, you know, you can be nervous, but stuff like that really does help. And I feel like that's one of the things we don't realize that much, but it does go a long way. Yep, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. At the end of every episode, we like to ask our um, guests what they have been learning and earning this week, or it can be the past month. It can be in 2021. Just what have you been learning and earning? You can focus more on the learning part or the earning part. It's up to you. Wow. What have I been learning and earning? Uh, I think that's a really good question. Uh, so I'm, I'm one of those people who's a big believer in the growth mindset. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm always challenging myself to expand my knowledge on, on different subjects. And I think the thing that I've learned the most this year specifically is just how to work with students. Um, and I know kind of at first you're like, what do you mean by that? Um, but it, there really is truth to every student is different and every student is at, at a different part in their journey. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all going through, you know, something at a different time. Um, and I think especially this year with the pandemic and 
kind of our, our job search process being a little different this year, I think what I've really learned is how to connect with people on that and just talk to them about it. Um, I feel like last year I didn't really get as much opportunity to do that. Um, but this year I've really had the opportunity to sit down with students um, and meet with them and just kind of hear their stories and what they're going through. Um, and I feel like that's a very valuable um, experience for me. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think too, with the pandemic, it's always something that we can all connect to as well. So it helps build those connections in this time. And I think it's also really interesting that this year you feel like you've experienced that more considering that we are going through the pandemic. So that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, you know, all these changes bring bring different obstacles and, and new paths. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of crazy to think about how things could be if the pandemic never happened in your personal life. Yes. Not as, yes. Not as in the world, because obviously we don't want the pandemic to happen. But I feel like in my personal life that it's really shifted things for me and brought new opportunities for me as well. I think a lot of times I've been learning recently is to trust my gut. Um, one of the things I do, because I a lot of times, as much as you know, my zodiac sign doesn't agree, um, I've been trying to think things through um, a lot more frequently and even deciding what to do with the future um, and what I want and just like what's best for me, how are things working, uh, what do I want to get out of this college experience to know where I like am not going to move my like opinion or my views or anything like that and then where I'm like it's okay for me to step away or nudge it to give in mm -hmm. and that's totally fine um because i especially in interviews and that's one thing that's been like on my mind i was like i'm gonna have to get a job and do interviews um and sometimes for technical interviews you know you can't it's all about like what you know and not necessarily who you are all the time <clears throat> and so i'm like well that's one thing because i like to consider myself i an unconventional interviewee um, I'll ask sometimes the questions that I say don't ask in an interview um, to like the employer or something else like well I ask I think it's a valid question I'll explain why or I'll give too much information maybe like I've done during this it's just like here's all the knowledge <laughs> <laughs> um, here's everything about me and so I think myself a little bit unconventional interview but it's like there's some things that like get the job first <laughs> like let me just pull back a little bit and bring myself to reality and so finding out where that line is just and anywhere. It's like, I will not stand for this. I will not budge on this issue. It's like, okay, I can give in on this topic um, for this little moment, but also like not losing who I am. Yeah. And I'm trying to think about that with just like jobs in the future. Um, mm -hmm. I think my personality doesn't necessarily match the career I'm trying to go into. <laughs> and so it's just been like a lot of give and take um, and trying to find that balance mm -hmm. uh, is what I want to do, but it's not always adding up in sync with <laughs> just who I am in general. Um, yeah. And so that's something I've definitely been learning even just for the past like month, especially in like this two weeks, just so many things have been going on. And it's like, 
I'm trying to figure that out now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that you mentioned balance because you're right. Like in interviews, you have to kind of understand like what you can share and what you can't, but also you want them to kind of know who you are without knowing too much. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it can be very difficult and hard going through that. But also I love that you mentioned just trusting your gut. I think that's really important. And for me personally in college so far, I'm only a sophomore, but I feel like I've just grown so much within myself and kind of realized that, you know, just have faith in me. That's what I need at the end of the day. And that's really important. And that goes hand in hand with interviews as well is just have faith in yourself, breathe, relax, and go in there. It might be, you know, maybe 20 minutes or an hour, but it will be done. And then you'll just have to find out what happens. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode and learned a thing or two. I appreciate you listening and tuning in. And until next time.